Hi, it's Joel Garfinkel, and you're listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. Hi, everyone. This is Tanvir Nasir, and on today's episode of Leadership Biz Cafe, I'll be talking with Joel Garfinkel. Joel has been recognized as one of the top 50 leadership coaches in the U.S., working with a number of the world's leading companies, including Oracle, Google, Amazon, and the Ritz-Carlton. He's also written seven books, including his latest, Getting Ahead, Three Steps to Take Your Career to the Next Level, where he shares his insights and strategies on the three areas of your career you need to focus on to attain the opportunities and promotions that are key to your professional growth. Hi, Joel. Welcome to the show. Tanvir, I'm uh, excited to be here today. When it comes to getting ahead and being successful in your career, you found through your work as an executive coach that the three most important factors are perception, visibility, and influence, uh, what you refer to in your book as the PVI model. Now, to start our conversation, I'd like to discuss the one that I think most people struggle with, and that's visibility. Even with the changes that we've seen over the last few decades and how people should approach managing their careers, there still seems to be this underlying theme that if we work hard and are consistent in our efforts, we'll be rewarded for our contributions. So to start off, how do we get over this self-imposed hurdle that prevents us from making a more concerted effort to increase our visibility to those in charge? Well, one thing I, I want to just concur with, with you is that it's true. A lot of people question whether they should increase their visibility because they feel that their work should speak for them itself. And that does happen. And it's it, what happens is people get comfortable letting their work speak for themselves. They don't want to put themselves out of their comfort zone. They don't want to um, take the risks that sometimes are necessary to be visible. But if they don't, you know, if they rely too much on their skills um, and not make their worth known and don't do anything to make themselves visible, they're relying too much on what I call luck, chance, and hope. And those are three things you should never count on. And I always want to make sure that the decision makers and the leaders in the company need to know who you are, what you're doing, and you need to make yourself visible to them. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to the company. You owe it to yourself because if you want to maximize your promotions and maximize your career and, and take your career to the next level, then people need to know who you are and they need to know what you do and why it's valuable. And at the same time, the company can get more out of you and your talents when they are able to see what your talents are and how you're using them on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, just to be clear, when we're talking about increasing your visibility, we're not talking about increasing your personal presence as we are your contributions and skills, which is something even those who are more introverted can accomplish. Because I think some people might believe that increasing your visibility is something that's easier for extroverted type personalities to do and not something that all of us are capable of doing. I, I, would, I would agree to a point. I think the part that I do agree on is that, yeah, you should make sure that people are aware of your contributions, of how you're making impact, of the value you're providing. They need to know what you're doing and why that's important to the company. And Oftentimes they don't know it, and you do a you do a poor job self-promoting yourself, and the, your manager does a poor job of knowing what it is that you do that's of, of value to the company. But I will also say that visibility it is important to make yourself known 
And it is important that you speak up at meetings because too often I see people who don't speak up at meetings, don't share what they know, and people in the company don't know who they are. And so it, it I mean, I had a client who was attended meetings all the time for over 10 years and people really didn't know how to use her or leverage her even though she was respected in the company. And what happened is she started to be more, speak up at meetings more even though she was fearful that she might say something wrong or might, they might see her as incompetent or she was fear of rejection or judge negatively. But instead, she started to speak up. And what happened was they started to know who she was and they started to seek her out because they heard. And what she, could, what she said and her knowledge capital that she shared started to get known and recognized and people started to seek her out for her opinions. And she started to grow in the company and her influence because she was starting to show how much she did know and how much value, how valuable she was. So, I mean, I think visibility, increasing your visibility, it's important on many levels. It's letting people know about your contributions and why that's a value, but it's also making sure that people know who you are and you speak up enough that you're becoming known throughout the company, not just in your group, in the division you work for, but also cross-functionally. Yeah, and it's interesting that you you know you brought up the example of speaking up at meetings. I mean, that's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. That I you know I don't want to say anything in the meeting. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to be the voice that goes counter to the group think. And yet, if we think about it, a lot of times when you get invited to these meetings, it's because people believe you have something of value to share, something to impart. And by not speaking up and thereby increasing your visibility. You're not actually living up to the expectations others have. I mean, that's the reason why you were at that meeting is to to share your experience, share your knowledge of what's being discussed. It's true. And, and when you're at the meeting, people, I think, sometimes forget. They get so fearful sometimes when someone two, three, four levels above you is at a meeting and you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to say something and, and say something wrong. I mean, I get people who tell me, why should I be more visible and make a mistake and have everyone see it? And then I'll be judged poorly. So here I am in a meeting. If I speak up and say something that, I, you know, if I don't sound as, as competent as I want to when I speak up, uh, people will judge me negatively. And it's like, well, you got to take those risks because these people need to know who you are. They need to know what, what, what knowledge you have. And so it is important to share and, and not be so scared about what people might think and, and instead be willing to put yourself out there and recognize that you're there not to focus on in, on your insecurity, but focus on what you do offer and why you are being, uh, why you have a, a seat at the table. And this fear of how we'll look if we were to speak out at these meetings leads to the next step that you write about as being key to our ability to get ahead, and that is perception. Yes. In your book, you write about how our ability to succeed has more to do with how others perceive us than it does on how we perceive those around us. So what are some of the ways that we can make sure we're being perceived in the right manner or in a way that will encourage us to be successful? Well, before I go to some of the points, I just wanted to share one story I think that's relevant here and that um, Bob Seeler, he's a chairman of Saatchi & Saatchi, the global advertising agency. And he he was uh, on his he was in the job, and he was assigned to write a memo about the performance of a new product that was scheduled to go national in three months. He said he worked away, worked really hard. The memo came back; it was all marked up in red. He went into his boss's office to discuss it and said, "You know," he said, "Bob, you're a smart guy, and I want you in this group, but I also want you to realize that the memo will be seen by a lot of people who may or may not know who you are." This memo will form an impression in their minds. So from today, I want everything that goes 
out with your name on it to serve as an example of how you want people to think about you. Every memo you write is an ad about you and forms a lasting impression. Make it be the best it can be. So there's an impact with everything you do, everything you say, everything that, that there's, a, there's people are constantly judging and evaluating and observing you. And it's important to recognize that these perceptions matter and that the image you have, the attitude you project and the opinions you share, all of that is making an impact. And so you have to be conscious that, well, then how will I change perceptions? Well, one of the things you can do is one, you got to share your accomplishments more because that can impact perception. The more you can talk about your business results, the value and impact you provide the company, um, financial terms of the impacts you make, those accomplishments do a good job changing perceptions because people are aware of your impact and value because they hear what you're doing. Um, identify advocates who can speak up on your behalf. That's another thing you can do to affect perception. Because when someone else can advocate for you instead of you doing it for yourself, there's nothing bigger than that. That's a third party sharing your praises. And when, they can, when an advocate can campaign on your behalf and speak up about what you're doing that's benefiting the company, um, you don't have to aggressively self-promote. When they work on your behalf, it can make a huge difference. One of the ways you suggest how we can find out how people perceive us is through the process of asking for feedback. Now, most times when we think about feedback, it's about getting information about our performance and how well we're doing our job. In this case, it's a matter of getting feedback from others to understand how our actions, our contributions are being perceived so as to ensure that we're creating the perception we want others to have of us and what we bring to our organization. Absolutely. And sometimes... The feedback is critical or sensitive, but it's important to ask for specific examples, ask for feedback. Um, and you can even say like, you know, hey, hey, Bob, you know, I didn't realize that some people think I'm always having to do it this certain way that you're stating. And um, I didn't know I was even giving that impression. And can you give me some situations where you've seen me do that, where I might have turned some people off? Or you might say, you know, I, I can be I, I want to know how did I come across in that meeting I just led? And what did you think of the meeting? And can you give me some honest feedback because I'm trying to improve on certain areas and I want to know how I'm being perceived and I realize the feedback you can provide me will give me insight on ways that I'm being viewed that I might not know about. It's so important in so many fronts where we have an understanding of how we're perceived because it really does impact how we're able to influence or affect change if we have some idea of what we can do differently in our organization. Well, how people perceive the actions and what we want to accomplish has a big part in that, right? It, it really does. And I, I think one of the key things is that people are often are afraid to ask for feedback. But I, I find that people already are thinking this way towards you. All you're doing is giving them an opportunity to share it. And when you sit down one-on-one -on -one with someone and you're really honest and you ask them really honestly, you'll be surprised how often they're going to be willing to share feedback. Um, I had a, a client who I worked with at Google, an employee, who reached out, me, reached out to me for executive coaching. She didn't know how her colleagues perceived her, and it, she started to doubt her own abilities. And so she just finished a major project, and she used this opportunity to ask the project manager to debrief her on how she could, she, so she could gain some valuable feedback. And during that meeting, she made it clear that she wanted honest feedback and that she's trying to learn for the next time. And she accomplished two things by initiating the feedback. First, she got valuable feedback that was mostly positive, 
help build her confidence and gave her some insights on some areas she could improve upon. But she also influenced the project manager's perception of her because now he saw her as someone who wanted to improve herself and recognize the importance of her work she was doing for the company. So there's a lot of impact that can come when you ask, and people will be quite surprised how revealing people will be and how open and honest people will be and how helpful that will be in your career. Now, let's shift to the third component in your model of how we can get ahead in our careers, and that's being influential. Now, certainly, thanks to the rise and mass adoption of social media, there's a lot of interest in identifying and learning ways of how we can become influential online. But in terms of managing our careers, what does it mean to be influential and how do we increase the level of influence we have in our organization? Well, one of the key things about influence is that you sometimes people think because influence is kind of a big word that means a lot to it. And so we think like, oh, I'll be more influential when I have a power, authority, a title. It's, it's like, no, you could be influential no matter where you are in the company. And I think it's important to recognize the ways you can. And, and I think today influence is vitally important because I feel more today than any other time in our history of our work. Because right now, everything we do, you're either interacting with someone below you, someone above you, or someone at the same level. And so because your peers, stakeholders, bosses, and your subordinates are surrounding you, every touch point you have when you interact with them, you are having an opportunity to influence them. And when you think about influence, influence is creating coll collaborative environments, getting buy-in for your ideas, swaying a person or a large group, building alliances across business units. You have to leverage your allies to get things done. And, and sometimes you need to alter or change a situation to meet an objective. So you have to be really good at influence in order to, to drive things forward, help the company move things forward, drive change, make impact. The more you start to do that, the more your value starts to escalate at a very rapid pace. Well, I think this is one of the misunderstandings most of us have about influence where we assume that we have to wait until we get that title or position for us to be able to have the ability to influence and direct change in our organization. But as you mentioned, it's important that we recognize how every encounter and every interaction we have with someone from these different groups is an opportunity to influence or impact their understanding of a situation or of our contributions. Absolutely. And I think people, yeah, they don't realize it. And you're right, you, you influence up, you influence down, and you influence um, with your peers. And I think people oftentimes um, sometimes think about, oh, I'm always often downward looking when you have subordinates is often where um, influencing down comes from. And people think that influence is, is, oh, I have to influence down. But you also have to manage your superiors and manage your peers. And I, I just find that to be incredibly important, especially you manage your superiors. It's important to influence them upwards um, because top management needs to see you as a major player in the organization. Um, you need to become someone who provides value that others recognize is important. And then that augments your ability to impact, make impact on the company. And the same thing with influencing your peers, which is often one that I think people focus less frequently because it doesn't necessarily, they think, impact their career, but they're incredibly important to career success. Uh, what I have found with influencing your peers is they can actually dictate whether you're going to have a, a, a successful or a non-successful project or an idea. 
because they can create powerful supporters of them. When you do that, um, they can actually impact how successful a project can be because you got their buy-in. While it's pretty clear how we can influence those who work for us, I'd like to discuss how we can go about influencing those who work in positions above ours. Assuming that we've made sure that we are making our contributions visible to this group and that we're being perceived in the manner that we want, how do we go about influencing those above us? Well, one thing I think it's important with the higher-ups is know what's important to them. Uh, too often, you, we don't take the time to think about the priorities and, and what's really imperative. What's, what's the vital thing that higher-ups in the company are concerned about and how are they measuring um, the success they're trying to create? And when you have that knowledge, you'll know much better how to support them. Um, also, it's important to know the expectations of senior management. You know, it, it's important to figure out what, what do they require? What do they expect of you? And the more you can clearly define expectations between you and upper management, the better you're going to be able to accomplish exactly what they're looking for. And the last thing is walk in their shoes. Really understand what's it like to be at their level? What's it like to be your boss? What's it like to be the CEO? Try on their jobs. Do what they do. Think what they think. When you can see it from their perspective, you'll understand them better. You'll develop empathy from where they're coming from in their circumstances and situations, and it can help customize your management message. It can help you really understand where they're coming from. You know, Joel, I got to tell you, this is one of the reasons why I really enjoyed reading your book, because the advice and the tips in there have such a great level of practicality that it doesn't really matter where you are in your career, whether you're at the entry level, the middle management, or even at the senior level, the advice and the insights you share on how we can better manage our careers and with it, the opportunities we can get for growth and learning new skills have such a wide application. And I just really want to thank you for taking the time to share some of them with my listeners here. Well, it's, it's been my pleasure, and I, I'm glad you get the, the value of the PVI model and, and making sure that, that people improve their uh, perception, increase their visibility, and exert their influence. Because ultimately, you put in about 100,000 hours of work in your lifetime, and I find that clients that I work with and people out there who are employees inside companies, you want to maximize and get as much out of your work as you possibly can. And it's vital that you take advantage of the situations you're presented every single day. And nothing's going to be handed to you. And your career is going to come to a standstill if you rely on, on just your skill level and just your talent. And that's not enough anymore. If you want to really get ahead in the marketplace and you want to have a competitive advantage, which is necessary, then you, you got to apply the PVI model because it will be the distinguishing factor that helps you take your career to the next level. Thank you, Joel. I really appreciate having you. Thank you. Thank you for the time. I've been talking with Joel Garfinkel about his book, Getting Ahead, Three Steps to Take Your Career to the Next Level. To learn more about Joel and his book, visit the webpage for this episode at tanvidnasir.com. And that concludes this episode of Leadership Biz Cafe. I hope you enjoyed this conversation, and as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we discussed in this episode, as well as what other topics you'd like to hear in future episodes of this show. You can do this by leaving a comment on this episode's webpage, or by filling out the contact form at tanvinasir.com. Until next time, this is Tanvinasir. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs>